Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1069. Don't be late. In fact, be early. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Kevin Bobbitt. Hey, Kevin, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go. Thanks for having me. You betcha. Kevin Bobbitt is the Director of Marketing and Communications at iRacing.com in Bedford, Massachusetts. iRacing is the world's premier motorsports racing simulation. They put you in the driver's seat by allowing members to experience today's newest form of competitive motorsports, virtual racing iRacing is an ultimate global racing portal, allowing you to experience NASCAR, World of Outlaws Sprint Cars, Open Wheel IndyCar Racing, Australian V8 Supercar, IMSA Prototype, or Touring Cars, and FIA Grand Prix Racing. Kevin's been with iRacing since 2007. He's also an avid soccer fan and player of the sport, a racing enthusiast, of course, and most people call him a Porsche nut. Nothing wrong with that, Kevin. I share your reflection here at Cars, yeah. So, Kevin, I told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your business and your passion for automobiles? Sure, sure. Uh, again, thanks for having me. So, uh, like like you mentioned, I, I'm uh, at iRacing.com, uh, Motorsport Simulations. Uh, love my job. We get to I get to work in the the world of motorsport and technology, all wrapped into one, which is pretty cool these days. My background in terms of cars started young when I was a kid, following my dad around to the track. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to find my way into a career where I can, you know, earn a living and doing things that I love, which is fantastic uh, here at iRacing. You found the secret sauce to life. And we're going to talk a little bit about iRacing and what it all means and what it all does for those few people that don't know about it. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. And it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on cars. Yeah, since we're talking about being on the track. So Kevin, take the wheel. Well, I, I think that uh, kind of the best advice and, and thing that I, that I uh, live by is don't be late. In fact, be early. So and then that kind of applies to uh, to, to everything, work wise, family wise. I, I think that it always uh, sets a good first impression if you're showing up for an interview or a meeting. But it also, you know, sets your day up right. You know, I'm an I'm an early guy. I get up early, start doing things. I'm into the office before most people. I like to get get things going. There's nothing worse than being a minute late. I'd rather be an hour early. So that's something that I, I pass on to everybody. Well, I like the way you think. I think that's really, really important. I always say that people that show up late are somewhat inconsiderate of someone else's time because time is our most valuable asset. And when you keep somebody waiting, you're robbing them of something they can never, ever get back again. So when you think of it that way, it's cool. But the other part of this, I think this is important in your business, is not being late with technology because you guys are on the cutting edge of what's happening with your business. I would assume that plays big in this philosophy with what you do at iRacing. You're exactly right. We have to continue to adapt and improve our product. We've been in, you know, started development of iRacing back in 2004, launched the product to the public in 2008. Uh, but that's a long time ago. That's a long time for a, a piece of software to be around. And if we had 
just kind of left it there, well, we'd probably still exist, but we wouldn't have nearly the number of customers we have, and it certainly wouldn't be as accurate and as fun to use. So we need to be aware of new technologies, new features, new new hardware, you know, whether it's VR or triple screens or, you know, whatever the latest thing is. But we also have to be careful and, and understand them and not just say, well, that's the newest thing. Let, let, let's devote a bunch of resources to it. We've got to understand it and, and see how it fits into our model. Yeah. It's like a dragon that never stops chasing you. It's just always there saying, Keep it up to date. Keep it up to date because there'll always be somebody that will come along and say, oh, well, those guys have kind of rested on their laurels. I think in that, that IT industry, there is no resting ever. It just must be constant pressure. But it's also exciting because you can always be on the edge of something new and different for people that they've never seen before. I think of those old driving machines I used to go to in the arcades and driving those things and just how archaic they are now today. But they seem so cool back then, but they seem kind of like a joke now. So. Very, very cool. And I've, I've gone to your site, looked at what you guys are doing, and uh, you guys are on the cutting edge. It's, it's just the reality there is just incredible. So all you need now is a computer that sprays a little oil and dirt in my face when I'm playing. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure you're probably working on that. Well, let's go back in time. You talked a little bit at the beginning about chasing your dad around the track. I'd love to hear a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there that pivotal moment you remember when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Well, I, I mostly grew up in Connecticut. We moved around a little bit. My dad was an IBMer, so that uh, involved moving. But uh, I remember distinctly going to the Memorial Day races at Lime Rock, and we would watch uh, the GTP and GTO classes. We would uh, watch Paul Newman race, uh, which got the whole family involved. Uh, even my mother, who was never really a race fan, but but she uh, she was a fan like of Paul, Paul Newman. Newman. So, yeah. <laughs> so it turned into something the whole family could do, quite a tradition. In fact, I was just at Lime Rock this past Memorial Day for the uh, Pirelli World Challenge races. And oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was sitting on the hill there at the left-hander. I took a picture just uh, of the view and sent it to uh, my brother, my mother, and my father and said, hey, th- this brings back such great memories yeah. of growing up. And, and that's kind of when I think it all started. And then it just kind of grew from there. How fun. Wow. What a, what a fun way to spend your childhood. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure you faced along the way. And the reason I ask this question is these things provide great opportunities to learn. While they're painful during the process, they, you, if you come out of them right, you've learned something very valuable you can take forward or even share with other people. So that's what we're about here at Cars. Yeah, sharing inspiration with other people. So tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your career or your life or your business. So one thing that comes to mind is prior to my joining iRacing, I was working in the consumer electronics industry for a couple of different retailers. And I took a job with a a different retailer, started the process to move from New England to Virginia, left my family up here as we tried to sell the house and do all those things, left my poor poor wife up here trying to deal with that while I started a new career. As it turned out, the, the job that I took, which seemed exciting and different, really yeah, well, it was different, but it wasn't terribly exciting, and it and it wasn't what I ultimately wanted to do. In the end, I ended up leaving that job before I even had another job lined up, uh, which is not maybe not the smartest move. A little bit risky when you have a family uh, and a mortgage and and all those things. But I, I just couldn't see myself doing that, so I packed up my my stuff from the hotel after living down there for six months and and drove back and said, you know what, I'm going to find something else to do. Better do it quickly. But but that was my plan. And then uh, the short story is within a month, I was uh, starting here at iRacing and I found something that, that I'm truly passionate about. So without taking that risk of saying, you know what, this is not the right 
life move for me, I'd still be down there doing something that was, you know, probably paying the bills, but but not anything that I would really enjoyed. So took a risk. It worked out. And, uh, you know, I haven't regretted it. Well, my takeaway from that is uh, standing by your gut, your your real intuition and realizing, ah, uh, there's been a mistake made here. This isn't the right choice for me. And taking that brave, brave move of stepping back and making a switch. I mean, that's my takeaway from that. That's a really hard thing to do, especially with a family and a mortgage. I mean, all those Complexity. If you're a single guy, not so, you know, it's so hard. No big deal. I'll just go and find something different. But what's your biggest takeaway from making that very, I'm sure it was a difficult decision. It was easy in hindsight because like it was the right thing to do. Look where you landed. But what's your takeaway to share with somebody that might have found themselves? Oh my gosh, I'm in the, I'm in the wrong place here and uh, I need to change. No, I, I think you said it well. Go with your gut. I mean, nobody knows you better than than yourself. You know, I, I took some good advice from a former boss to leave the job I had, the original job I had, and try something new. Perhaps I made that move too quickly, or or you know, who knows? Sometimes it, you know it just doesn't work out. It's just not what you thought it was going to be. But I think you need to be able to step back and 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 think about things and decide really what are you going to do? You know, a career job is a significant part of your life and you need to put a lot of time and effort into it. And if it's not something you're passionate about, it can be a real drag. <laughs> yeah. So, so well, don't be afraid to it, take a chance and, and, yeah. and make a change. Well, and it's not fair to your new employer either. I mean, right. even though he may go, oh, seriously, you don't want to be here. But, you know, the quicker you cut the cord and move on, he can find somebody that may find that position of that role important. So it's, it's better for them as well. Maybe a little painful at first, but, uh, Definitely better in the long run. Well, kudos to you for making that difficult decision. Let's shift gears and go to the what I call the other end of the spectrum, an aha moment in your career when you went, yes, this is the path I need to go down. I'm going to take this fork in the road and go that way. Tell us about your aha moment. I think that that relates to the, it's kind of the second half of that story of I need to do need to be doing something different, you know, uh, with my career and find something that I'm passionate about. Uh, you know, motorsports is what I'm really passionate about. I'm not a good enough race car driver to actually make a living driving cars, nor do I have the budget to to do that. But to find a position and a career that allows me to work in that space and make a living, you know, support my family, support my my other goals. You know that that's what I found within iRacing. It it was you know back then it was a it was still kind of a leap of faith. I needed a job obviously, but but iRacing was we didn't even have a product at that point. We were in development, and I'm not a developer. I'm the marketing guy, sales yeah. and marketing. So when I joined, I didn't have a product to sell. I, I had come from two publicly traded companies where every morning I would come in and and stare at spreadsheets about how sales were and. And that sort of thing. And when we started here, we were still working on branding. So it was a huge change in oh, in, yeah. in my daily uh, routine and, and what I was focused on. And yeah. you know, it was a, it was two so a couple of years before we or a year and a half before we actually launched, and I could get into the more traditional marketing aspects of what I had developed my career around. Well, you know, what's kind of cool about that is you got to create something. You know, I mean, I think that's pretty neat, but. You and I met at SEMA 2017, so but you know less than a year ago, I guess it was, and uh, you were at a booth with some of uh, past cars, yeah, I guess Chris Considine simulators, um, which was pretty darn cool. But uh, I know that you know when you and I sat there, and you were gracious enough to spend some time with me and explain to me what you guys are doing and everything, and I realized I got to have this guy on the show because. You're a great example of something that when I started Cars Yeah, people said, well, how are you ever going to find enough people to do five shows a week? Well, here we are at show number 1069, 
in four years. And I always say, you know, just go to the CarShow website and click on resources tab and you'll see all the categories. There are so many ways people can wrap their passion for cars into a career. It's in ways I didn't even think of when I started this. And I went, oh, yeah, that can relate to cars, even though you're not a driver or you're not detailing cars or whatever. You're still related that relating that passion to what you're doing. So that's why I thought it was really cool to have you on the show, because you show a whole nother aspect of tying that passion into what you're doing and your expertise and marketing and, and all of that. So very cool story. I love it. I'm so glad you landed because you've been there for a while now. So that uh, must mean you're having fun. I am having fun. Uh, it, yeah. it is, you know, I, I do have to remind people, including my kids, that, that it is work because sometimes they think <laughs> all I do is come to work and, and drive the simulator. Uh, <laughs> that's, that my dad has my the job. coolest job on the planet. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and from I time love to it. time, I'll pick up a competitor's title and bring it home and check it out. And, and the kids think I'm they do think I have the coolest job. But, it, you know, it is work. It's challenging every day. Every day is a little different. And, and sure. that's what makes it fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just think back to the career day when the dads come to school and tell the elementary school kids what they do. And I'm thinking you are like the hero of, let me show you what I get to do, kiddo. So you can have fun at your career if you're passionate about it. That's for sure. Let's have a little bit of fun. Talk about your first really special car and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Okay, sure. So uh, I think you mentioned I'm kind of a Porsche nut. Oh, yeah. And, and, and proud of it. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, Yay! <laughs> I, I got that from my father, who's who was a Porsche nut forever. And, cool. uh, and oh, I don't know. I guess it's been, let me think, when did I buy the car? 2001, I bought a uh, Porsche 944 S2. Which is oh a, nice yeah kind of a small run 944 the S2 has the larger motor turbo brakes turbo body that sort of thing so pretty pretty quick fun car uh, yeah. to drive when I bought it initially it was my daily driver and I drove it in New England through the winters put snow tires on it oh my gosh cool <laughs> that was challenging but fun but I really wanted the car so I said you know I don't have the budget for for a fun car yet but I'm gonna make my daily car a fun car well why uh, not right. yeah. Yeah, drive and have fun. And those cars, when they came out, were known for their 50-50 weight distribution. Oh, yeah. So no. I would think in the snow and ice, pr pretty stable platform. Not bad, but it, awfully low. And uh, some of the <laughs> yeah. roads, uh, we, you know, snow piles up pretty high in New England yeah. quickly. So, But I, I survived multiple winters and had no issues. So um, you. now I've turned it into more of a track car and that sort of thing and, and, and have a different daily driver. But uh, cool. And I guess that brings to, to one of my good memories of, of the car is, is uh, going to Watkins Glen with it with the Porsche club, they do uh, track days, driver's ed, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with, oh, with yeah. those sorts of events. Yeah. And my dad does those and we would do some father sometime, went out to the Glen. He drove up from Virginia. We met there. He towed his car up in his nice enclosed trailer. I drove my 944 out there with my track tires and, you know, wedged on the seat next to me. And Oh yeah, I've uh, done that. <laughs> and, you know, it's fun. And I had three wonderful days at the track, having learned how to drive the track on iRacing, by the way, just throw a little plug in there, but I truly did learn the track <laughs> yeah. before I got there. Had wonderful days at the track, the last run group of the last day. At the end of the run group, I go into turn one and I do a couple of downships and I can't get it into gear. Can't uh -oh. get it into gear. Roll down the corner, go down the hill, finally managed to get it into second gear or something and kind of limp around and bring it up back into the paddock and i don't know what's wrong with the car it's making weird noises and anyway ended up blowing the clutch right so i oh. lost my clutch so now i'm thinking 
how do I get this car home, home. to New Hampshire? <laughs> yeah. I guess so I start looking up, where do I find a flatbed that'll drive to New Hampshire? Let me ride with him. What's that going to cost? Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't have a choice. And my dad's already got his car loaded up. He's ready to head back to Virginia. He's looking at me. I think he's thinking about what would my mother say if he left me on my own. Oh gosh, you know, it's the not pressure. as if I'm a teenager anymore, but yeah, yeah, but still, I'm still my mother's baby. And yep. uh, so he unloaded his car, talked to the track management, put it in a secure place, loaded my car up, and drove me all the way to New Hampshire. Oh, unloaded, a... drove back, and then picked his car up and drove back to Virginia. So yeah, more father-son bonding about cars. Oh yeah, well of course that's what parents do. So. Wonderful story. I love that. Yeah, I used to do the same thing, go track days, and I'd load all my tires in my car. And I was coming back from Portland, which is about three-hour drive, the raceway down there once, and got pulled over because I. he said I was going too fast. I don't believe it. But uh, <laughs> I just remember he goes, why do you have all these tires stuffed in your front seat and your back seat? And I go, I just came from the racetrack. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, you know, you're not on the track anymore. Slow it down. I'm not going to write you a ticket. Just keep the speed down, okay? And so he was very nice to let me go. But uh, yeah, he he had a funny look in his face. I think he thought at first I'd stolen a bunch of wheels and tires <laughs> or something like that. But anyway, been there, done that. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back? I think the car that I missed the most was my car I had in college, which was a 1988 Volkswagen GLI, which is mm. kind of the sedan version of a GTI. I love yes. that car. It was a five-speed. I think it had crank windows and a crank sunroof, but it was quick. It was fun. I graduated college, got a job, and thought I just needed a new car. So I went and sold that and bought a you know base model Jetta or something, which was new, but yeah. it had no personality. And, and I kind of realized, wow, there, there's more to cars than just being new or shiny. You know, the, There really is something to having a neat car. Uh, but funny enough, just this winter, I bought a a, a brand new GLI. So I'm back. I've gone full circle. Oh. So, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So. Wow. That's amazing. Now, the first new car my wife and I bought after we got married in 85 was a Jetta GLI. And uh, yeah, same thing, crank windows, all that kind of stuff. But a great car. We had it for like 10 years, drove it all over the place, drove it up long trips. Uh, wonderful car, had a little bit of character and so forth. I remember the shift lever having a little golf ball knob shifter right. thing on it. Yeah, which was kind of cool. So uh, yeah, very cool. Well, I would love for you to share a little bit more about iRacing, all the different things people can expect if they come and join up with you guys and enjoy what you do. Uh, tell us what's going on at iRacing these days. It makes you so excited and fired up. Sure. Well, one of the things that's great about iRacing is that we offer so many different types of racing, whether you're into dirt racing, NASCAR, sports cars, Grand Prix cars, you name it, we have it. And we're always adding more things. We just added Rallycross in the, within the last year, which is a combination cool. of dirt and pavement and a little bit of flying through the air too. So uh, <laughs> it's really fun, really yeah. fun. I think that was probably what we were showing when you and I met back at SEMA. I think yes. We about oh, it, was, that, so. it was wild. Yeah. That part of it is pretty neat. Uh, the community that we have is really great, you know, because unlike other, you know, racing games that you might find out there, we're really about the whole service. We want to not just offer the most accurate content, cars and tracks, but we want to have a whole package where we can match people and let them race together and kind of live and breathe in the racing world. So that that's a whole lot of fun. One of the projects that I've been lucky enough to be involved is is working with some of our, our partners. In particular, Porsche has been a, a dream to work with, right? So here's this Porsche nut that uh, you know grew up <laughs> yes. loving cars, and, and now all of a sudden I'm I'm able to work with them directly. Wow, uh, it's really really kind of neat to to be part of that that project. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dream come true. Yeah. Sometimes those are the kind of days you go and go, pinch me. How did I get here? This is so right. cool. You know, right. I'm actually dealing with people at the factory with Porsche directly, my car of dreams. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That's what life's all about. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Kevin. If you were a vehicle, what would you be and why? <laughs> I'm glad you sent that one to me ahead of time so I can think about that. Uh, good. But, but once I realized, uh, once I gave it some thought, it, it actually makes a whole lot of sense. So I, I think I'd have to say a Volvo 850 uh, T5R wagon. Because oh, okay. <laughs> I think, you know, pretty sporty, pretty quick, pretty fun, yeah. Yeah. but pretty practical, too. I've got a couple go. of kids. We're always going to soccer practice. We're doing this. We're doing that. I, I, I can't just, while well, I'd love a 911, uh, that's, I, I'm not in my uh, life right now. I need more space. So uh, I, yep. I think that's the car that I would be if I had to be a car. <laughs> well, nice, honest answer. I appreciate that very much. It makes sense. Makes sense. Well, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yes sponsors that make it all happen. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars yeah, and you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars yeah. Okay, Kevin, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You know what that means. The white flag is out. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, this comes back to my father. Working on, on old cars, old Porsches, old German cars, patience. Every project <laughs> takes at least four times as long as I had originally budgeted for in terms of time. So. Yeah, this does for me because I'm just not that really uh, good at wrenching and all that. I, I try, but uh, it always seems like uh, the second time I do, it's much better than the first. Go figure. Uh, once I get it figured out, but uh, yeah, always seems to take a little bit longer or something breaks. It's like, oh no, how why did I, why did I do that? Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Sure. Uh, start your day early and don't be late. <laughs> We've heard that before, haven't we? 
Yeah. I live by it. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing. I love getting up early too. I mean, and I, I used to love to get into the office when I was going to another business and had to go to the office every day before anybody arrived. That first hour, I could get about four hours worth of work done before people started bugging me. But, uh, yeah, I like the early morning. It uh, just gets the day going fresh and, and clean and uh, makes everything work better. Now, do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you found really cool? Well, I, I guess what comes to mind, it depends on what, what people are looking for. If, but since we're talking cars and, and things like that, if you're a track day guy or a SCCA racer or anybody that spends any time on the track, do some sim time. Learn tracks, learn racecraft. I, I was on Twitter this morning, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. was posting about how valuable a tool like iRacing is to cup drivers oh, who wow. are going to cool. Sonoma this weekend, right? Because yeah. they're mostly oval guys. Even the guys that are really good only go to road courses twice a year you know, at that level. So, <laughs> it, you know, you can either learn or refresh or, you know, just get some extra racecraft in there. So, Oh, yeah. And, and they're just so realistic nowadays, too. I mean, it's just incredible. It's like, hey, that's the same tree that's on that track. It exactly. just went by. I can use that as a target to go into the corner right. So, oh, fantastic. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? This may sound a little corny, but I, I, I don't get enamored with the, the, the superstars so much. I, I think I'd really just like to have a beer with my dad. He's uh, He's been so influential in terms of my passion for cars. He's got a great knowledge base. Uh, you know, I call myself a Porsche nut. He is that times a hundred. So I love talking cars with him. Very nicely said. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with the Cars Yow listeners? You've probably had this one brought up before. It's an easy, quick read. Not really a racing book, but uh, but it has a racing theme to it. The Art of Racing in the Rain, which I, I love dogs too. So it, it's a great book. And I'm excited that uh, they're actually starting to film a movie about that now. So uh, yeah. a movie ad- adaptation that I guess is being filmed uh, in conjunction with, with some IMSA races coming up. Yes, absolutely. And of course, of course, my regular listeners will know Gar Stein, the author of that book, has been a guest on the show. So, uh, Kevin, if you haven't listened to that show, you can go back and find Gar's show notes page and his show on the Cars Yow website. Most recommended book here by far. Okay. I, I've probably sold hundreds of books for Garth. Uh, that's, that's how I finally convinced him to come on my show. Uh, he's actually a Seattle guy, so he lives up north. He drives a very cool kind of a, uh, a dark purple alpha gtv which is pretty neat so uh he's definitely a car guy but uh yeah wonderful book and it's also a wonderful audiobook uh really great book to listen to so i'll make sure that all these cool resources are noted on kevin's show notes page on the cars yeah website just go to cars type in kevin bobbit b-o-b-b-i-t-t-b-o-b-b-i-t-t and this book along with a thousand Probably 400 books now listed of past guests, a wonderful resource guide for you guys who uh, and gals who love to read, um, listed in the Cars Yow website. Nice. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Kevin, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you one cool collector car to park in your garage, but here are the rules. It's the only one you can have. You have to drive it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. But the cool thing is money is no object. I have the magic power to get any car that exists for you today, no matter who owns it or where it is. So what's it going to be and why? This is the easiest question for me. Oh, uh, okay. So uh, a 550 Spider Porsche. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's the it's the most perfect and pure sports car that, that I could imagine. Beautiful, just so iconic. That, that would be the one car in my garage if, if you were buying, for sure. Well... So. Boy, one of my bucket lists, probably top five cars as well. Love those. I had a Beck Spider for a while. Of course, not a real one, but it was 
Pretty cool car that John Wilhoy built uh, using all Porsche parts, including a Porsche engine. Wow. Kind of neat. And uh, I took a wonderful road trip in that car with my son. Drove all the way from Long Beach, California, up here to the Pacific Northwest. No top, no heater, no radio. It was just a great <laughs> trip. Uh, well, he was only eight years old at the time. So it's just a talk about a father-son bonding thing. But yeah, I love the 550. It's just, uh, yeah, simple, clean, elegant, and oh, so expensive. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So, uh, But I know where a couple of those are. Um, I've enjoyed a couple of those in my time. So uh, I'll get to work on, on you. In fact, the uh, Ingrams. Uh, Robert Ingram, who's been a guest on the show, and his son Cam, they've got a very cool one that used to live up here in the Northwest that I got to drive once. Um, so uh, maybe they'll let it go. Probably not, but since today's a magic, I can get you. Well, that you car, said you so. were buying, so of course, know, I'll, of I'll course, be, uh, I'll be sitting by the uh, the garage. <laughs> You'll be waiting for me. <laughs> well, since I'm out here and you're back east, we're across the country. I might have to find one on the West Coast, so I have to drive it back <laughs> to Massachusetts. So. Uh, that would be pretty fun. That'd be one heck of a road trip for sure. Get a little bit of a sunburn, but it'll be worth it. Well, Kevin, you've taken me on a great ride today. Not so simulation, actually reality ride. And I really appreciated you sharing your stories. I want to thank you for joining us here on Cars. Yeah. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset or the track in that 550 Porsche Spider? <laughs> sure. Well, th- well, first, thanks again for having me. It was, uh, it was great meeting you in person at SEMA and finally catching up uh, yeah. over Skype here. So that's been great. So thank you. But I guess my parting advice would come back to some of the things we talked about before is, you know, find something you love and make a career out of it. doesn't matter what that is. You know, if you're a chef, if you're a car guy, if you're a writer, whatever it is, there's opportunity if you if you look for it and work for it. Oh, and uh, don't be late. Don't be late. Absolutely. And of course, there's over a thousand sixty nine guests here now on Cars Yeah that have all shared the secret to a happy life, just like Kevin has. And where can people learn more about you and iRacing? You can find iRacing at uh, www.iracing.com. Uh, all kinds of info there. You can follow me on Twitter, which is at Kevin Bobbitt. Uh, I post uh, some iRacing things and some random car-related things. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to find me. Cool. Awesome. Well, listeners, you can find all these links on Kevin's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go to carsyeah.com. Type in Kevin Bobbitt. Again, double B, double T for that last name, and all these links will show up. Check out iRacing. This is a really cool, cool way to go racing on a very, very limited budget, but get the reality and a taste and feel for what it's really like. And ah, so many options there too. So iRacing.com, your place to go have some fun. Kevin, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your many automotive experiences with me. Maybe one day we can uh, join uh, hands on the track or join cars on the track, I guess I should say, and have some fun in our Porsches. That would be cool. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage 
and the vital structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.